This is Greg Olson here to tell you about my new podcast, TE1. On the show, I had a chance to talk to my fellow tight ends who have revolutionized the position from an extra lineman to a dual threat superstar. And just like my guests have changed the game, this year, NFLSundayTicket.tv is revolutionizing your NFL viewing experience. Stream all the live out-of-market NFL games every Sunday on your favorite devices and never miss a moment from your favorite players. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use the promo code GREG88 at checkout and get 15% off your subscription. That's NFLSundayTicket.tv and the promo code GREG88. Subscribe to TE1 and get NFLSundayTicket.tv, an unmatched dual threat. On this week's episode of the podcast, we are celebrating European action with a story about a European Cup, an underdog, and lots and lots of goals. So many goals. Drew, roll that good, good music, because this is Dead Ball Brothers. Welcome to Dead Ball Brothers, <laughs> baby. Why? This is a, a weekly podcast about soccer and history with a healthy, healthy dose of stupidity. So much stupid. Brought to you this week by One CBD, NFL Sunday Ticket, and BetOnline.ag. And as always, a part of the Blue Wire Podcast Network. The holy trinity of uh, sponsors <laughs> for podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> a betting agency, NFL Sunday Ticket through, through DirecTV, and a CBD company. Hell yeah. yeah. I feel like we just summoned Blue Apron. Yes. Like, that, that, that's exactly what happened. But this podcast is not sponsored. But this, sponsored, this, this podcast is not sponsored by Blue Apron. It is not. So screw you, Blue Apron. <laughs> you don't sponsor us. You don't get any quarter here. That's what I have to say about that. They're definitely not sponsoring us now. No, absolutely not. (laughs) Not that I expect that they're listening anyway to us. And by us, I mean everybody's most famous freelance soccer writer, Adam Whitaker-Snavely, joined as always by my real-life brother. You said most famous. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I just wanted to be clear that you knew that you said most famous. We're switching it up today. (laughs) I started the podcast all sultry-like and not like yelling, screaming podcaster voice. Yes, I am Drew Snavely. A um, um, suffering Manchester United fan. Although as of late, we have been doing well and You've collected uh, some W's for sure. Europa League is currently going on as we speak in the background. In the background, uh, they're still tied one-one with Sevilla. Yes, Sevilla, Sevilla. Another banging penalty by Bruno Fernandez. Manchester United and penalties. Yes. Name a more iconic duo. I'll wait. You can't. Yeah, I can't. You're right. That's it. <laughs> I can't do it. That's the list. Still Jaden Sancho less Manchester United. So sad. Which he just needs to come home. <laughs> That's all I have to say. To Watford. To, is is he from Yeah, he was from Watford's Academy oh, before yeah, Manchester yeah. City picked him up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> um I I will oh no, what was I gonna say? It was um somebody was like oh like uh, that that thing that we were talking about a couple weeks ago, where like uh, like oh, Birch and Dortmund need to be reasonable. Oh yeah, they the compromise. Ho- they think they're holding all the cards. Yeah. Once again, we have proven that they are indeed holding the one card that there is, and it's Jaden Sancho. <laughs> you know, I don't want this podcast to be littered with um, Jaden Sancho disappointment, so I will shift the conversation towards the uh, Bayern Munich thrashing oh, Barcelona. And, two. and Lyon and taking Leon. it to Manchester City 3-1. The uh, Farmers League. Rough rough time for England, honestly, right now. It's a it's a bad time for the Farmers League narrative that a, seems to have been it's bad permeating time. the space. Bad time for uh the Spanish league too. Yeah, it's not going well for Spain. Um, Barcelona, Real Madrid. Atletico taken Atle- out by Atletico. Leipzig. And um, American hero Tyler Adams. 
American hero Tyler Adams deflection goal. It was an own goal. He willed it in there, dude. I, dude, it was an own goal. I mean, like, I'll, I'll die on that hill. I don't care. That, that was <laughs> completely an own goal. <laughs> it's not an own goal if it's on target. It wasn't on target. You don't know that. I do know that. What? Because of the the one second of flight time, you're like, that's going. It was going away from goal. I took you a mean? ruler and I put it onto my computer <laughs> oh screen. My I calculated the trajectory. Why do you? Why do you hate? I you just love to hate America. Dude. I oh because it's easy. <laughs> because it's easy and it's fun to do the people get so angry and i'm there, like there there's yes, so few yes, things we can anger. celebrate as americans during this time and tyler adams scoring a, a game-winning goal in champions league is probably the only thing worth celebrating i don't know since i i, I can't even remember christian pulisic probably maybe for, for i mean as far as the united states men's national team oh goes. yeah yeah as, as far as men's national team goes yeah. Well, Drew, I do it because I derive a sick pleasure from it. I guess so. I guess and, you do. you know, that's enough for me. <laughs> okay. That can be enough. <laughs> so, yeah, a lot is happening in Europe. The uh, The Champions League is definitely popping off. We have... Popping off? We, we have Bayern Munich, Leipzig, two German teams, and two French teams. Yes. Lyon and PSG. So, uh, very unfortunate for all the people who were talking about how much the Bundesliga and Liga sucked. Yeah. Very, very not great for them. Yes, it, it is not great. It is it is pretty remarkable that Leipzig and Lyon are in the semis. Yes. That is that is an impressive, impressive feat for them. I, I think specifically Lyon. Yeah. I, I, I think that they they had the, the toughest draw. And some people will say that Pep Guardiola did his Pep Guardiola thing where he overthought big a big game. I mean, you saw that formation. The formation was kind of weird. <laughs> it was weird. <laughs> but the formation was also kind of weird against Real Madrid, and it still crushed. So Yeah, well, that's a team that you're more level with. you got to add a sure. little something extra. With Lyon, you, they, if they had just done what they always do, they could have probably crushed them down to a fine powder. Or if Raheem Sterling had just put that goal That away. is true. Yikes. It would have been 2-2. Instead, he misses. It is up there with the worst misses of all time. Leon immediately scores Which, which is truly unfortunate. It is a, it's a bad miss. It, it is one of the worst of all time. I will say that. I think it was worse than Chris Wondolowski's miss. Oh, yeah. Miss. At, at least Wondolowski, it kind of took a bad bounce that you still expect a striker to finish. And Thibaut Courtois was still right in front of him yes. when it happened. Yes. Sterling literally had an empty net. Empty net, ball on the ground. I mean... I was not a good forward in high school, but I finished that same exact chance in high school. I'm just going to say it. Yeah. I'm just going to put that out there in the world. Yeah. I'm better than Raheem Sterling. <laughs> okay. okay. Maybe not that much. Maybe not that Maybe much. we've gone too far. <laughs> Drew, in the spirit of going too far, you have a story for us from a different European championship. Yeah, it's a Champions, Champions League European Cup. We're going back to 1960, so at that time... European Cup. Wow. But still the same time ago. Same European elite tournament. Dude, it hadn't even come home yet. It hadn't even come <laughs> home yet. The World Cup. Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, gosh. So, I mean, European, we, we're, we're still blessed with European soccer, so I just, that was kind of my inspiration for the sure. story. Yeah. Kind of dig into a tournament, see if I could find a, an underdog worth rooting for after so many upsets. Um, in Champions League specifically with Lyon yeah. and RB Leipzig. Not Red Bull Leipzig. Rossenball Sport. <laughs> Field Lawn Ball. <laughs> uh, gosh. Man, what a great... What a, what a great... I love German. I love I love all the Germans. Yes. Oh. <laughs> and the German language. Yes. It's hilarious. It is. And we are going to get our, our fix of German language dude, dude, for I'm, this story. I'm so ready. <laughs> okay. So we're in the 1959-1960 season of the European Championship, which happened to be a pretty wild year for the championship. A whopping 4.19 goals per match were scored. Over the course of the tournament. Wow. This is the second highest rate of all time. Okay. In the tournament. The the highest goals per match in a Champions League or Europa, uh, European Cup was um, 
1955, the first season of the European Cup, 4.38 goals <laughs> per game were scored. Jeez. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Five goals a game. Yeah. I mean, if you round up the wrong way, but yes. Wait, what? 4.38. Oh, oh, I, I went dyslexia on the 8.3, yeah. But I mean, it's still. It's, more than four goals a game is nuts. Yeah. There honestly aren't a lot of Champions League seasons that average above four goals. It's kind of funny during like the, the 90s and the 2000s, early 2000s, sure. the um, goals per game dropped way down when defense was like king. Yeah. Um, we're like a little over two goals per, per game there. Sure. Um, but the last few years, the goals per game has risen. Yeah. Um, well, and the 1955 number really just hammers home the point that you know, before, before color television, defense like barely, barely existed. Usually, didn't even exist. But there was television. I said so, before color. I know. Television. I'm just saying there was television. Yes, it wasn't there like was, there was television. It wasn't like you are correct. I don't know. I don't know when television was created. But television was, television was created a lot earlier than you think it was. But TVs in like everybody's homes didn't really happen until like the 50s. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Anyways, we're on a we've been on a, it's a little bit for of a, a little for for a little while. It's okay. <laughs> we're delivering some good historical background information. I did want to note that in the um, inaugural Euro- European Cup um, championship season, <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> really, really went all out on the modifiers for that one. <laughs> I really did. Uh, only twenty nine matches were played. Okay. Um, which typically tends to have uh it inflates the the goals per game yeah if there are a lot of goals scored yes per then game there. then less matches means. yes um but there are 52 matches played in the 1959 1960 season so Dang. almost double the amount of the inaugural season okay okay at the time Real Madrid were seeking their fifth straight European Cup title. And the more things change, the more they stay the same. <laughs> they were led by the likes of Ferenc Puskas. Yes. And Alfredo Di Stefano. Alfredo, yeah. Uh, which... One of the most interesting uh, international careers of any player ever. Yeah. Um, so he played for three different countries at one point or another? I Maybe that's a story. Worth digging into. That might be I don't know. Worth digging into. I think he did. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Sure. Let's go for it. Um, I was. I don't know. It was kind of a funny thought that popped into my head. Real Madrid had already won the previous four European Cup championships. I'm yeah. Like, so they're doing. Are okay. there like just 18 good players in the world at this time, and they're all playing for Real Madrid? And, and then, the answer was yes. <laughs> the answer was yes. And the answer was yes. <laughs> it really was that way. <laughs> No other team had won the tournament yet. So, I mean... <laughs> okay, that's... It, I mean, yeah, it makes sense. Yes. I mean, we, we are not going to focus on Los Blancos for this story because that would be incredibly boring, and who really cares about them? Yeah, who gives a rip about Real Madrid? Nobody. Unless you do, and you're listening to us, in which case... And you have given us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, in which case... We care deeply about Real Madrid. <laughs> Just know that. <laughs> I want to talk about the darlings of the tournament. Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht Frankfurt, home of the Timmy Chandler. Oh, is that is that really where he plays currently? Yeah. Oh, that's, that's yep. cool. Eintracht. Very nice. Anyways, Eintracht Frankfurt, they had their only appearance in Europe's elite club competition during this 1959-1960 season. Dope. Their only appearance ever in Champions League European Cup was this season. Diadler. Oh. The Eagles. Okay. That's... I love German. Everything sounds so aggressive. Rossen Oh, gosh. So, the Eagles were founded in 1899. Okay. Historically, Eintracht Frankfurt have been a decent mid-level club. Yeah. With five Pokal Cup wins mm-hmm. and even a UEFA Cup win. So that's Europa League now. Um, they were a founding member of the Bundesliga in 1963. I think the last five or six years, they've been like 
anywhere between 7th and 11th place in the they Bundesliga. Are, yeah, they are a solidly mid-table Bundesliga club. They spent some time in the two Bundesliga in the 90s and the 2000s and 2010-11 season, I believe, was the last time they were there. But since then, they've pretty much been solidly, solidly in the middle. Solidly Bundesliga. Solidly Bundesliga. <laughs> the Burnleys of... Of yeah, the Bundesliga. Yeah. <laughs> Pickup trucks. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, gosh. So the Eagles won the 1958-1959 German Championship, which secured their qualification into this 1959-1960 season European Cup. Um, this was Frankfurt's only ever German championship. Um, it wasn't... I. It's not even considered a Bundesliga title oh. because German soccer was really weird before the formation of okay. of the Bundesliga. Sure. If there were five different leagues within Germany, North, South, West, Southwest, yes. and Berlin, mm-hmm. the Oberligas. Mm-hmm. Um, 76 different teams within those, those five regions. Um, and basically the top two teams from each region at the end of the season – uh, would enter a group stage with the other top teams from the to divisions see to see to see who is the champion. Right. Um, and so, in 1958, 1959, Eintracht Frankfurt was that team. Sure, that makes sense. Yes, Eintracht Frankfurt were being led by Paul Oswald, Oswald, um, and it's the spelling is like that B looking sign do you know what that's called um i don't know what it's called but it's but pronounced like an I, s i know exactly what you're talking about yeah i forget what the symbol is called so it's not like o s w a l d it's not like o b paul oswald oh mate my name's paul oswald yes good english stuff oswald was a strict manager and former school teacher kind of like a father figure to that's, I can't think of a more German thing to begin with. <laughs> a former school teacher, very, I'm very strict. Dialle! <laughs> <laughs> um, he was um, in his third stint with the club at the time of winning the German championship. So he was with Frankfurt, then he went to Mainz. Mainz? Mainz. Um, then he went back to Frankfurt, and then he spent 12 seasons uh, at... Kickers Offenbach, who are apparently arch rivals with Frankfurt, but they've only played two league matches against each other in the last 40 years. Yeah, because kickers are not very good. I'm no, assuming. They, yeah. the kickers are not good. That's the way that goes. But anyway, this kind of made um, Paul... It's kind of like Fulham being rivals with Chelsea. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> As it like, used to mean something, not so much anymore. Like I can respect the rivalry, but it's really not much of a rivalry no. anymore. I can respect the rivalry, but Chelsea doesn't respect the rivalry, <laughs> so really who cares? At the time... They were bitter rivals, I and mean, they were local. Um, it was pretty controversial for Oswald to, for him to first go to Kickers after managing Frankfurt, sure, and then to come back to Frankfurt, yeah, after managing Kickers. Um, I so imagine it got a couple people's goats. It, it did. It did. Grinded some gears. But you know what? He won the championship, uh, Eintracht's only ever first ever championship. So I mean, so he's an Eintracht. He just is. Yes, he he is. He really is. That's where he spent the most time coaching. So the Eagles actually defeated Kickers Offenbach to claim the 1958-1959 championship. So now he's... Definitely. So now he's like, yeah, he's, uh, now he's, he's one leg, of ours. He's one of ours. He's a legend. <laughs> so the 1959-1960 edition of the European Cup had a little bit different of a format, obviously, like all the old tournaments. Sure. In the history of everything. Everything. But specifically soccer in this yes. instance. Yeah, well, well, yeah. <laughs> Thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> so there are two pots for for draws. Two initial pots. Real Madrid received a bye in the pre- preliminary round since they were defending champions. For whatever reason, the first two teams drawn out of each pot also received a bye. 
Now, I'm not sure why that was. I guess they just got a bye because they were lucky. And or they had an odd number of teams in the tournament. And so like, well, let's give some people some time off. (laughs) And how do we do this? The luck of the draw. (laughs) It was um, it was like an even buy amount from each pot, like just the first two from each pot. They just got buys in addition yeah. to Real Madrid. So it completely does, doesn't really make sense. No. I mean, I'm sure they made some sort of sense out of it at the time, but now it's just like, you didn't do anything to deserve this buy. <laughs> this is the worst way to do this. It's like champions of Europe and Red Star Belgrade. <laughs> <laughs> Who is this? Club Bruges? <laughs> sure, why not? Uh, gosh. So teams like Red Star and Sparta... Rotterdam didn't have to play a preliminary <laughs> round. Meanwhile, <laughs> Arsenal. <laughs> um, Eintracht Frankfurt drew, and I meant to look up the name of this Finnish team. The Dude. champions of Finland, <laughs> but I forgot. <laughs> so I'm going to do my best American I am pronunciation of this Finnish team. I believe in you. <laughs> Kuopion Palosiora. Yeah, nice. So No idea? We're just going to go with that. If you know what the club is, then you probably know what we're trying to say. Yes. And if you don't know what the club is, then you're in the same exact boat as we are, and you don't know any different. Drew just pronounced it perfectly to you. Exactly. <laughs> so, due to some financial constraints and inability to get their pitch prepared in time, because they live in a tundra, Yeah. Kupion uh, had to withdraw from the tournament before they even got a chance to play. So Eintracht gets a bye. Eintracht gets a bye. Let's go. <laughs> Diabla. Kind of kind of lucky. Yeah. But I mean But someone's getting a bye for everybody else in the first place. Yes, exactly. So I mean we're we're starting off right. So some may have said that this was lucky for the Eagles. Newcomers to the European tournament. Never been be been there before. They're not experienced. Sure. But the Eagles were ballers, okay? Okay. And they would soon prove it against the European elite. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. And today we actually have a couple different sponsors for you. The first one being TheraOne CBD. From tight muscles, tough workouts, signs of aging, to simply making it through each busy day, everyone understands what it feels like to be tense and sore, so everyone can benefit from TheraOne CBD products. Started by Dr. Jason Wurzland, TheraBody exists to provide you with the best scientifically validated natural solutions to help soothe your body and relax your mind. It started with the revolutionary Theragun percussive therapy device, when Dr. Jason saw the benefits of using CBD in his treatments. He created TheraOne to bring you CBD products done right. A lot of CBD products claim organic, but still contain up to 30% filler, and these fillers are potentially toxic. TheraOne tests their products four times before they get to you. Every product is USDA certified organic, grown in the US, and their CBD extracts are the highest quality available anywhere. Use TheraOne's warming lotion in your morning routine the cooling lotion or massage oil to recover, the body balm for targeted relief, and sleep tincture to drift into a deep night's sleep. And now, through Labor Day, which is Monday, September 7th, TheraOne is offering our listeners a buy one, get one free for all TheraOne products. But you've got to go to theragun.com slash bluewire. And if you don't love what you get from TheraOne, send it back for a full refund within 30 days of purchase. This is not something TheraOne is likely to do again. Buy one, get one free at theragun.com slash bluewire, but only until Labor Day. Go right now to theragun.com slash bluewire. Thank you so much, TheraOne CBD products. And we also have another ad and another sponsor for this week's podcast from NFL Sunday Ticket. Sunday, Sunday. Sundays are coming back in the NFL. With NFLSundayTicket.tv, you can stream every live, out-of-market NFL game every Sunday afternoon on your favorite devices, plus Red Zone and DirecTV Fantasy Zone channels. Never miss your favorite teams and your favorite players. 
No matter where you live, NFLSundayTicket.tv is your key to the most glorious Sundays ever. Use the promo code BLUEWIRE at checkout to get 15% off your subscription. Visit NFLSundayTicket.tv and use promo code BLUEWIRE. Thank you so much to both TheraOne and to DirecTV's NFL Sunday Ticket for sponsoring this week's episode of the podcast. And as always, all the Blue Wire family of podcasts. And if you want to continue to support us, you can do that by leaving us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out a lot. It doesn't take that much time to do. So if you could, go give us a rating and review. It helps more people see our podcast. And the more people see our podcast, the better our podcast is doing. That's the name of the game. For now, though, I think it's time to get back to the story. And we are back from our ad break. Drew, you were about to tell me about how D. Adler had some ballers. D. Adler! Yeah, <laughs> they had some ballers. And they were in the round of 16 for the European Cup in 1959-1960 season. Even if it meant a first round bye. I mean, like, the team that they were going against withdrew. I mean... Still counts. Still counts. For all we know... They said it was their pitch and financial constraints, but they might have just been scared. Drew, as Andy Samberg and the Lonely Island once told me, it still counts. It still counts. <laughs> okay, so Eintracht Frankfurt were set to face BSC Young Boys. Young Boys! Switzerland. Ch- champions of Switzerland. Correct. See, I know who Young Boys are. You know who Young Boys are. Because I remember them beating Manchester United in the Europa League. Yes, yes, that was the time <laughs> that happened. Indeed. <laughs> so they're actually the three-time reigning champions of Switzerland. Okay. The last three years they had won. So a good squad, Sure. obviously. The game is being played for the first leg in Bern, Switzerland. The Eagles raced out to a lead with a goal right after four minutes. Nice. Which is impressive. Ideal start. Ideal start. But 15 minutes later, the Swiss champions leveled the game. We are tied one to one. I really want you to do all these highlights in like ski jumping metaphors. <laughs> oh, we'll see. <laughs> we will. You'll see, actually. Uh, okay. I might. I don't know. <laughs> so the match stayed even for a while, but then the Eagles began to. Soar. Take flight. Take flight. Some might say. In the 72nd minute, Mm -hmm. some time has passed. Yes, yes. (laughs) Isn't it always? The the Eagles took the lead, adding two more goals within 10 minutes. Things are ramping up. And then, for good measure, they knock one in in the 85th to end the game 4-2-1. Ooh. I mean, that's not bad. That's 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 very good. Your first ever for year fir- your for the first leg. Your first ever European match, and away from home, no less. Away from home, even Four if it one. is in a glorified ski resort. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so, the four-one deficit was a little too much for young boys to overcome. That makes sense. And the replay happened. Frankfurt advanced to the quarterfinals after a 1-1 draw. So a little more tame. I did want to note that the the article that I was reading, one of them said that this was the first match where Frankfurt had floodlights. Ooh. Brand new floodlights installed. First time playing under the lights for Antrent Frankfurt in their home stadium. So I thought that was kind of a a funny... Just something that you don't think about nowadays. Yeah, no, not at all. (laughs) So, when this is the part of the story that I kind of laughed a lot because I'm very immature. Okay. And I will let you be the judge of of my immaturity. Okay. I'm assuming you'll be able to figure out why I was laughing. Don't worry, we'll all all judge you. (laughs) Okay. So... For the quarterfinal match, the Eagles the Eagles drew Wiener Sports Club. <laughs> Wiener Sport Club. Wiener. Wiener. Wiener Sport Club. It's Austrian. Yes. So which is basically German. Wiener. Wiener. Yeah. Wiener. <laughs> I, I was literally laughing on my couch for ten minutes. <laughs> You're an idiot. Just just I don't know. I'm stupid. I get it. Well, I, yeah, yeah, I agree. 
It just really, really tickled me. Wiener Sport Club. Wiener, Continue. Wiener Sport Club really tickled me. No. Uh, yeah, just... yeah, stop saying okay. that. Good God. Children listen to this show. <laughs> well, the children have been through worse recently. I will say that. There are worse things that children could be listening to or watching. Okay. <laughs> Continue with the story. <laughs> All right. Dummy. So in the first leg... It saw a gritty 2-1 win over Wiener Sport Club, and Frankfurt captain Alfred Pfaff, unfortunately, was injured. I don't not the same not the same as, as Jean Marie Pfaff. Not the same as Jean Marie Pfaff, but I did think it was really funny. That is a funny coincidence. That one of Frankfurt's best players' last name also happened to be Pfaff. Is it P F A F F? Yes. Wow. Same exact spelling. That's weird. He's just German. Yeah. So. Jean-Marie Pfaff is Belgian. Belgium. As we knew. Exactly. So that's just a fun little note. If you haven't listened to did his, Faffing All Over the Place. Did, yeah. What, what? Faff makes a splash. Oh, yeah. It's the yeah, name, yeah, yeah. It's the name <laughs> not Faffing All Over the Place, which sounds the worst you could possibly make it. We've yeah. gone from Wiener Sport Club to Faffing All Over the Place. Brutal. Oh, my gosh. Brutal. So... Uh, yeah, it was unfortunate that Alfred Pfaff got injured. Uh-huh. Club captain, yes. the number 10 role, uh, very, very creative player. Um, and so when Wiener Sport Club took a 1-0 lead over Frankfurt in the replay, things got a little nervy because that 1-0 lead was all that Wiener needed to get past Frankfurt Yes, on away goals. Mm-hmm. However... However, however, Frankfurt was not about to back down. Frankfurt's not about that life. They they aren't ready to land. No. They aren't ready to come crashing down. Nope. nope. Off the, the they're going to keep on flying high, baby. They're still they're still flying. <laughs> so in the 59th minute, Irvin Stein gave them the equalizer. The equalizer. The Eagleizer. Oh, very clever. This is probably our worst puns to date. Oh, <laughs> uh, gosh. So the game finished tied one to one, and the Eagles were swooping into the semi. Is that written down? Are you coming up with these on the fly at this point? Uh, I wish I could say that I didn't write that one down. You wrote that one. Down. I wrote that one. You were down. Planning, I was gonna say you. You were too proud of that. <laughs> the look on your face was just one of sheer pride in yourself, <laughs> self-esteem pouring out of you. Oh man, this is great. This is this is very nice. I'm very excited for Eintracht Frankfurt. They're they've made it to the semifinals. They're playing well. They're going toe to toe with. The other best teams in Europe at the time, and they haven't necessarily faced a giant yet, but that changes in the semis. Because against, against, in the semifinal, they had to play against yes. Rangers. Ooh. Who at the time. Scotland! Scotland! Were Scottish giants. Yes, and, and they, that meant something at that time. That meant something at the time. Importantly. Yeah. Now, not as much. Now that doesn't mean shit. <laughs> no. Ooh, you won Scotland. They <laughs> still cool. are giants in Scotland, though. Yeah, well, I, I could yeah, know. they're giants in Scotland, but in, in, in the global scene, nobody is a giant but like, anymore in Scotland. Scotland's, like, smaller than South Carolina. Yes. So, basically, the only way that the only way that any Scottish teams, I personal opinion, the only way that any Scottish teams ever come close to approaching what like Celtic and Rangers used to be, and like the between like, I mean, obviously between like the sixties and eighties, they had a ton of success and yes. were like would go out and win European championships even and, yes. and all this stuff. Um, but even like. The closest they're going to get to themselves in like the early 2000s is if they just join the English system yes. and see if they can get to the Premier League or something like that. That's they, the only way. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. It's not going to happen in Scotland. No. It just isn't. No. Sorry to any of you uh, <laughs> diehard Glasgow, Glaswegians. I believe Glaswegian is the term. Oh, really? For people from Glasgow. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Learn I don't know if Glaswegian day. is the way you're supposed to actually say it. Glaswegian. But. Uh, 
That's that's very interesting. Yes. It's a very interesting note. So anyways, um, they were very much giants in European football at the time, European soccer. I don't even know why I said football. I'm an idiot. <laughs> we're not even talking about that sport. So we're not even talking about that sport. I don't know why we mentioned it. <laughs> it's like in Fall Guys, when you play a soccer game and all of a sudden they drop a football down. And you're like, what is this? <laughs> Me and Mackenzie have been playing a lot of Fall Guys. Oh, uh, gosh. So anyways, the Rangers were probably coming into the match a little arrogant. Sure. Frankfurt, I mean, they, they got two wins over relatively successful clubs. And that's, I mean, that's something worth note. But their alternatives were Barcelona and Real Madrid on the <laughs> other side of the bracket. Yeah, no thanks. So they're, they're counting their blessings yeah. for sure. No. <laughs> we got a team in Iceland that said no thanks. We beat a team in Switzerland and we beat a team in Austria. Like... That's not bad. That's not a bad draw. Hey, don't shortchange Wiener Sport Club. I'm going to shortchange Wiener Sport Club. <laughs> They're champions of Vienna. Great. Champions of Austria. Love the sausages. Do you? Vienna sausages, bro. I mean, yeah, but do you? I love a good bratwurst. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I've been on the same spot for like the last five minutes, and we've just been Dude, talking just about going. random right, let's stuff. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Rangers. <laughs> so, reportedly, when reporters would ask Rangers manager Scott Simon about Frankfurt, he respond he would respond, "Eintracht, who are they?" <laughs> Obviously, it's in a Scottish accent, but <laughs> I'm I, trying to picture him saying Eintracht, and I can't. Eintracht. Eintracht. Who are they? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There we go. There we go. <laughs> if you have the chance to change your feet. <laughs> Would ya? Uh, gosh. So, with all those quotes, knowing that those happened, I'm sure you can kind of oh, see we, we where... Call that, we call that bulletin board material in the biz. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you can see where this is heading. So, the game starts against Rangers, and the Eagles actually missed an early penalty. Ooh, they got an rough. early penalty, missed it. Not great but still managed to open the scoring through Dieter Stinka in the 27th minute. So, great. So, things One are note. going well. Things are going well. Rangers, however, would equalize two minutes later from the penalty spot themselves. The match was tied 1-1 to at half. Mm. So, pretty locked, pretty even game so far. Yeah. Um, Eintracht riding by on the pure fury of being questioned. As to who they are. Yes. What is it? What is an Eintracht? What? Uh, what? I, I don't oh, know what I did. Um, it. Uh, oh man, I did look it up, but I'm forgetting it. Now. <laughs> it's like uh, does this mean team or club or something. It's like to come together. It's like community. Oh. Uh, is it's so kinda, it's kind of like it's almost like naming a team United. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. I wonder if I wonder if there were two Frankfurt clubs that combined and they named it that actually. Yeah, I don't know. Because that's how a lot of like Uniteds in like England came to exist. Oh. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. I guess I just never really thought about that. Mm-hmm. So the second half starts and the Eagles were ready to just shred, honestly. Oh dude, they're ready to swoop in and snatch this <laughs> like a salmon out of a river. <laughs> they were about to reach unleash reach. They're about to fly Gandalf in. (laughs) Oh, gosh. So 10 minutes into the half, Alfred Pfaff, the captain, had already netted twice. So the game was 3-1. Sorry, netted is way too close to nutted. (laughs) And you know this. We're talking about... You know this. Alfred Pfaff. We're not talking about Wiener Sport Club anymore. We're talking about Alfred Pfaff. I know we are. He netted. Stop. Stop saying that word. He netted. Okay. That's a common common term that is used. We're going to move past it. We're going to move past it. Okay, whatever. (laughs) Um, Dieter Lindner got into the fun with two goals himself. One in the 73rd and 84th minute. All right. And to finish things off, Irvin Stein at an... A six goal in the 86th minute. Good lord. Yeah, so they really just like opened up the floodgates. Yeah, they byroned them. Yeah, they really, they byroned them. They byroned them. They just, they just happened. Or they did Byron 
Frankfurt, Barcelona. No, because Bayern scored eight friggin' goals. Yes, but Frankfurt did it first. Yeah. Not to Barca, but. Uh, oh well. Maybe, maybe. At I'm this point, consider it. At this point, I'm willing to bet that Scott Simon knew who Eintracht was. Yeah, they yeah, definitely. <laughs> Scott Simon is looking a little bit more like Scott Sterling. <laughs> Oh yeah, Scott Sterling is a legend. It's a good, uh, <laughs> it's a little callback. Go go yeah. go YouTube Scott Sterling if you're not if you don't know what I'm talking about. So in the return leg, not a ton of hope for Rangers. They have a five goal deficit to overcome, um, and hopes of a comeback soon vanished because uh, Lintner in the second leg scored six minutes into the game, <laughs> which is rough. Yikes. <laughs> The first half ended 3-1 in Frankfurt's favor, <laughs> and the second half was just about the same with the final score ending 6-3. Good lord. Gosh, this is great. No no defense, all vibes. Yes. <laughs> Let's go. Yes. So Rangers fans and players actually stood to applaud the Eagles after the second match, Ooh. after they had scored 12 goals against their beloved club. Yeah. Uh Sometimes, sometimes somebody, a team's just better than you. You know what? Frankfurt was like, put some respect on our name. But, yeah, yeah, for real. And they, they went and full they, Dame Lillard. And they said, and they said okay, <laughs> all right, you deserve it. It's kind of like uh, when uh, Real Madrid fans gave Ronaldinho the, the standing O. Yes, yes. I mean, sometimes you just got to respect some, game. Some game. Game respect game. Game respect game. Dame respect Dame. Dame respect Dame. <laughs> I love Dame Lillard. Oh, dude, me too. He's so good. <laughs> he is. Clutchest player in the NBA. Ooh. I think we can say that. That's a take. That's yes. a, that is a take. <laughs> At least in the bubble. Yeah, oh, definitely. In the but bubble. he's been doing it for a while. He has been doing it for a Under while. Under the radar. That's a different sport also. Yes. We're not talking about basketball. We're talking about soccer. And Eintracht Frankfurt just defeated Rangers 12-4 to on aggregate <laughs> in the semifinals of the European Cup. Gosh. And they're ahead to the finals. I love that. I love the scoreline 12-4 to because it really suggests that they went – to the second leg and we're like hell no we're not gonna slow down <laughs> we're gonna score six more <laughs> take that they're all about the touchdowns yeah they really were now we're talking about football now we're talking about football <laughs> touchdowns missed two extra points <laughs> or they scored four field goals that is true or they had a touchdown with an extra point a field goal and a safety that's enough of that so on the other side of the fixture for the european cup final was Real Madrid, who had just defeated Nice, or Nice, as some see, as some people say, nice. and Barcelona. Barcelona. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if you lisp the the the, the soft C in Barcelona because they're Catalonian. Yeah, I just I, do it because no it's like a dumb what, joke. I have no idea what Catalonia is. Because everybody like. says Barcelona. Yeah. So just to sound like elitist, sure. it's like Barcelona. Yeah, FC Barcelona. FC Barcelona. <laughs> That's what I said. What you going to do about it? <laughs> Gosh. So I already said it at the beginning of the pod, but it's worth mentioning again. Real Madrid was seeking their fifth straight European Cup title. Yeah, they're doing well for themselves. Yeah, this is their fifth straight European Cup final appearance. Um, and so they're going for number they're going for number five. Yeah. They're trying they're trying to bring home the bacon. Sure. Because they've spent all that money on the 18 best players. Yeah, the like, only like 18 said, good players in the only world. 18 good players in the world. <laughs> At the time. they all play for Real <laughs> So, on May 18th, 1960, 127,621 fans. Good lord. It's a lot of fans. That's, all, that's like two stadiums full. Packed into Hampton Park in Glasgow. Back to Scotland. Indeed. Um, to see the final. Why it was in Scotland, I don't know. They always do neutral. Yeah, I, I know, but it's just like... And Scotland at the time was a was yes, epicenter right. of, of soccer. You're right, you're right. And it's just like dark. And because you can put like dark and rainy. Yes, yes. in Into a stadium there. I, I, get, what, I get what you're saying. I, I, I understand, but it's Scotland. It's just dark and rainy. I would, Scotland! I would love to visit Scotland. 
once upon a time. Yeah, you're really shitting on Scotland right now. So I feel like I have Jeez. to say that now. I do really want to visit them. So if there are any Scottish people listening to this podcast, um, I would love to go to like a Rangers game or Hearts or Ooh. Hearts. <laughs> do you know any other Scottish teams? Uh, yeah, there's uh, the the other really big one. Um, Celtic. Celtic. That's the one. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. There's Hibs. Oh yeah, Hibs. Aberdeen. Yeah. Aberdeen. Aberdeen. Ooh. We're going deep now. We are. Okay. So anyways, there are a shit ton of fans <laughs> in Glasgow to watch this final. Yeah, they really said screw safety <laughs> protocol for those. <laughs> um, it was also reported that around 70 million people were watching on their televisions for this game. Hot bang. So that's, that's a good amount of people. That's almost as many people as watched MLS's back. Ooh. That's not true. That's uh, not that many people watching MLS. Okay. <laughs> so... It was the Eagles who threw the first punch, even if they were in a much lower weight class than Madrid. I mean, Madrid, I mean, they're super heavyweight. I'm making my own weight class. Like Ivan Drogo (laughs) fighting against Sylvester Stallone and Rocky. (laughs) Because because the character in Rocky is not named Rocky. It's named the actor's name, (laughs) Sylvester Stallone. (laughs) Gosh. Um, So the Eagles came out. They're pushing Madrid hard. A minute into the match, Eric Miner, M- Meyer, not Miner, Meyer, Meyer, rocked the crossbar. Actually, rock the crossbar, rock the crossbar. Sorry, like Sorry, that's a Clash song. After a significant amount of pressing, Frankfurt got the breakthrough at the 18-minute mark. Richard Cress. Slotted home the opener to give the Eagles a 1-0 lead. And for a minute, Frankfurt was flying. If I could make an eagle shriek sound here. Next to the sun. I would. Unfortunately, the the eagle got a little too close to the sun. Oh, the eagle is an Icarus. It's an Icarus. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, This goal woke up Madrid and... They started to press in return. They they did not react like Rangers reacted. They remembered that they had the eighteen good players on the in the world. They remember at the, the times is what you're telling me. <laughs> and they were going to do something about it. Sure. Di Stefano scored two goals in quick succession: one in the 27th minute, one in the 30th minute, making it two-one in Madrid's favor. And in the dying seconds of the half, Puskas added another goal. Oh no. So it was 3-1 to Madrid at half. The killer goal right before halftime. Yes. So the second half starts, and I'd love to say that Frankfurt bounces back (laughs) and really swings for the fences, punches Madrid in the mouth. Drew, the way you're talking suggests to me that that's not what happened. Here's what happened. Puskas happened. Uh, As he was wont to do. He scored three more goals in the second half. Good Lord. One in the 56th minute, one in the 60th minute, and one in the 71st minute. The game was 6-1. to one. Um, This is the third episode in which Puskas has been in. Is it, is, I think it's the third episode Puskas has been in. Yeah. He's, he's made his way into a few. He's, he's touched a lot of I guess, football history. I guess that happens Soccer when history. you're one of the best players ever. Yes. So at 6-1, to one, it's probably safe to say... The game's probably the game's over. probably done. But never say die. But <laughs> Irvin okay. Stein, Irvin Stein put the team on his back. Oh yeah! In, in the seventy-second minute, scored to bring the game to six to two. Ooh, come back on! <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Alfredo Di Stefano is still in the game. <laughs> Indeed, and like added another goal to his tally. Only eighteen good players. In the 73rd minute. Etc. So, 72. Irvin Stein answered Di Stefano's answer, though. Now it's just a rap battle between the two players. It really is. Um, and he scored his second goal in the 75th minute. Jeez. To make the scoreline 7-3. to three. Defense isn't real. Defense that is not a thing. Doesn't exist. So, the game ended at 7-3. to three. The Eagles run had come to an end with the villains... I mean, Real Madrid, crowned champions oh, of Europe for the fifth time in a row. I see what you did there. <laughs> but 
Frankfurt fought bravely and went down swinging when not many expected them to make the semis, let alone the final, um, for their first ever European appearance, their only ever European Cup slash Champions League appearance in the history of the club. It's very impressive. I also wanted to note that 10 goals is the record for most goals scored in a Champions League or European Cup final. I was going to say, it sounds more like a Quidditch match. (laughs) Um. So that is the story of Eintracht Frankfurt. Eintracht. Who very nearly, they got so close. Almost almost soared to the pinnacle. They almost won the European Cup in 1960, but there was that little team called Real Madrid that got in the way. Yeah, well, you know, what can you do? Sources for this story come from Gary Thacker of These Football Times, UEFA Champions League Archives, and Phil Minchel from the BBC. Nice. Thank you to all those people. Thank you to all those people. And thank you to you, listener, for listening to all of our bullshit, because Lord knows we put a lot of it into this one. Wow. <laughs> Goodness. I'm surprised that we made it through this yeah, one. Yeah, we, we, we finally made it through. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. As always, if you want to support the podcast, the best thing that you can do is leave us a rating and review on iTunes. The more ratings and reviews that we get, the more people see our podcast, the more it goes up in the charts. And the more downloads we get. And that is kind of the currency that we are working with. So if you haven't done that, please, please, please leave us a rating and review. Also, if you're interested in merchandise from our Teespring store, the link to that will be in the description below. And if you're interested in following us on social media, we are DeadballPod everywhere. Twitter, Instagram, or on Facebook. If you want to email us, we're DeadballPod at gmail.com with any Story suggestions, corrections, concerns, making fun of the way that we pronounce a lot of names because Lord knows that we are very bad at it. And until next time, my name is Adam Whitaker Snavely. And I am Drew. Thank you so much for listening. Bye now. Thank you so much for listening to that episode of Deadball Brothers, brought to you this week by BetOnline.ag. Sports are coming back, and so are your chances to bet on your favorite teams and events. Major League Baseball is back in action, and there's no better place to start wagering than our exclusive partners, BetOnline. Check out all the odds, futures, and props to bet on, all available 24-7. And with the return of sports... BetOnline sat down with former pro players Eddie George, Harold Reynolds, and seven-time NBA champ Robert Ory. See what they had to say on what it'll be like playing without fans in a series they're calling Fandemic. Visit BetOnline.ag for all your odds and up-to-date sports news. Remember to use promo code BLUEWIRE to receive your new welcome bonus. That's promo code BLUEWIRE. BetOnline, your online wagering experts.